0: Hello and welcome to Tuber Talk, a podcast about YouTube. I'm your host, Maddie G, and today we're going to be talking about what everyone was talking about on YouTube last week, PewDiePie. Specifically, we're going to be discussing the fallout of the PewDiePie scandal, because everything's kind of settled down by now, and then we're also going to briefly touch on some new things that I think YouTubers should know about. So the first thing I want to talk about with the PewDiePie fallout is the beef between Jacksepticeye and Keemstar, if you even want to call it beef. Personally, I would call it pointless drama, but what else is new with Keemstar? Anyway, so Jacksepticeye is a friend of PewDiePie, they've collabed on a couple of videos, they're in the same region, it just makes sense. In a 12 minute unmonetized video, Jacksepticeye offered support for his friend PewDiePie, but not for PewDiePie's actions. Pretty much he said it was a gray area and that nothing was black and white. This however caused a mixed reaction in his fandom, a bunch of people said that he hated PewDiePie now. A bunch of people said that no, they were still friends. So Jacksepticeye went to Tumblr to clarify some things. He wrote this little post about how no, he and Felix were still friends. Now it's important that he made this post on Tumblr because that's where Keemstar comes in. Because of the Tumblr post, Keemstar on Twitter now asked Jacksepticeye to take down the video or make another video explaining your thoughts. Jacksepticeye then replies saying, I'll consider it, but right now I'm privately expressing my apologies to PewDiePie. And then Keemstar expresses his disappointment, Jacksepticeye, for choosing to clarify his thoughts in a Tumblr post rather than another post that would get him more reach, which honestly I think is a very valid criticism because yeah, Tumblr does not have the reach that YouTube or even Twitter has. And then Keemstar proceeded to post a video saying that Jacksepticeye backstabbed PewDiePie. Now I get it, Keemstar needs to pay bills, but he can't call himself a journalist if he does this. He had the full story, he had a direct quote from the source that explained the whole situation, and he still chose to go with the clickbait title that got him the most views and chose one side of the story that people would have an opinion on. It's honestly so disgusting. He even has the added bonus of all the Jacksepticeye fans that are upset that he did this and he's still profiting off of it. The video's still monetized. Everything is still going his way. Nothing is changing. There's just no integrity in it. And if you want to discuss mainstream media taking down YouTube, I think we need to discuss the inner YouTube problems that we already face with Keemstar and everyone that's trying to take down other YouTubers through these dishonorable ways. I guess my advice to you is do not take Keemstar as a serious news source. I know a lot of people in my personal network do take Keemstar as a serious news source and that's just not the case. He is basically just abusing the YouTube fandom for all their views and all their clickbaits because if he says that he has some sort of scandal on this YouTuber, all their fans are going to come rushing in to defend them and meanwhile he doesn't actually care about the story and whether or not it's true, he just wants that sweet sweet ad revenue. However, he has broken a lot of important stories in the past before so maybe just treat him as a possible news source. Always do your research though before you believe him because clearly he doesn't do his own. The ending to this story is that PewDiePie has officially made a statement on Jacksepticeye's video about him saying saying that they're still friends, nobody worry about it, nobody put words in his mouth that he has yet to say. I hate talking about drama, but I just wanted to show an example of how it's not always the mainstream media's fault that the YouTube community turns against each other. Sometimes it's YouTube itself that does it. But speaking of whether or not the mainstream media tears YouTube apart, let's discuss the Sargon livestream. The Sargon livestream was one of the biggest things that come from this PewDiePie drama. In the five and a half hour long livestream, there was a slew of big YouTubers that came in to either defend PewDiePie, defend the media or to say something about it. Gaming YouTuber JonTron was there for most of the time, Boogie was there for a solid portion, Philip DeFranco made an appearance, so did Anthony Fantano and Sky Williams. For the most part they discussed the mainstream media trying to tear down YouTube and what that meant for YouTube and I honestly thought it was an interesting discussion when they did discuss that topic. They also talked about a lot of politics which I thought was interesting because there was actually a good balance of progressive versus moderate versus conservative on the live stream. That was like one nice thing that came from this huge scandal is a bunch of YouTubers that never would have met before or discussed this topic before coming together to discuss politics and share ideas. However, my one criticism of this livestream is that they discussed women's rights and women's politics at one point, but here's the thing, there was not a single woman on that livestream. Really, it's more of a personal annoyance. Boogie was really the only one that was actually willing to defend women and actually try to offer another stance other than feminism sucks, blah blah blah. All I'm saying is that if you host another livestream discussing women's politics, hit me up or hit up another woman YouTuber. There's a lot of us out there. Then, very briefly, let's discuss the publication that started this whole fun drama, The Wall Street Journal. They're the ones that first accused PewDiePie of being anti-Semitic. According to PewDiePie's Twitter, they approached him at his home address, offering their platform for him to express his views and to basically defend himself. To which, I'm assuming, he replied... Nice try, Wall Street Journal. Try again, mother... Or maybe I'm just paraphrasing, but for me, in my point of view on this whole drama, thank god it's finally settling down first off, but my point of view is that this is a huge lesson in the real world versus the YouTube world. Listen, most of the real world does not realize that YouTube has an actual community to it. They just think it's a place to post videos of your cat, of your baby. They don't see the true benefits and consequences of putting stuff on YouTube. I know because I lived that life. Absolutely no one in my life understood YouTube before I started are doing it. And I tried to explain that concept to a rather big YouTuber at VidCon. I'm not going to name names. I was trying to explain that concept to them and they just, I didn't think they got it because they had been doing this forever and so everyone in their life realized that. But as a small YouTuber in the middle of the country where entertainment media is not really a thing, uh, it's very difficult to convince someone that yes, people make a lot of money just vlogging about their life. And also they have this huge community that follows their every word and will buy t-shirts that they tell them to or support this charity. If they tell them to. It's very hard to convince people that that's an actual thing a lot of people don't really believe me until I show them and then I still have to explain to them, no, it's not that easy to become a YouTuber. A lot of people work at this for years and still haven't made it. So for me, it's very easy to see how the mainstream media can construe what YouTube is and what happens on YouTube. They just see it as something that's influencing preteens and children and teens. So on the Sargon live stream, they kept saying that the mainstream media was attacking YouTube, was trying to take down YouTube, but I don't think that's mainstream media's intentions. I just think they are misinformed and are not knowledgeable about it. You guys have to keep in mind that YouTube is a relatively new platform. It's only 10, 11, 12 years old, somewhere around there. It's relatively new in a whole scape. This whole social media thing is new. The fact that people are putting their entire lives on social media is completely new. So a lot of people are still getting used to that, mainstream media included. I think the course of action we all need to take is not to pit YouTube versus the mainstream media, but to try and bridge a gap. To teach the mainstream media that, hey, YouTube is a serious thing and it has a serious community and it should be taken seriously. And also inform YouTube that the mainstream media is not all evil. It is evil in some cases, but we cannot instantly villainize the mainstream media for taking down YouTube when clearly we have examples of our own taking each other down. Talking to you, Keemstar. Once again, I'm just super happy this drama has finally gone away. I'm sure something else will pop up in about two months. Maybe I think that's enough time to recover. And now onto some not drama YouTube news. This is somewhat old news, but polls on YouTube cards, that's a thing. Why is no one talking about this? This is great. YouTube channels can now poll their subscribers on individual videos using the cards option. I've tested it out on a couple of my videos now and I think it's wonderful. My only criticism is that it's very hard to see the results unless you yourself actually vote in the poll, which I think is kind of counterintuitive. But you get much better engagement than Twitter polls from Facebook polls. It's just the best engagement I've ever gotten in a poll and it's actually very great for specific videos when I want to ask, what they think of the subject, if they want me to talk more about a topic, and it's just great. I just can't believe more people aren't using it or talking about it, so get a hold on that. It's actually a very great tool. And then this only applies to a small portion of people interested in YouTube, but Facebook Pages is now accepting job offers. What that means is that if you have a business and a Facebook page, you can post new job listings to your Facebook page and people can apply via Facebook. As someone who is in the job market right now and trying to find a job, I don't know how I really feel about it. frankly. For me, there's already a gazillion and a half different ways for me to get rejected from a job. I don't really need Facebook rubbing it in my face either. But I suppose it's just another thing for Facebook to be like, yo, we're really good at this thing too. So they can compete with other stuff for no reason. I really do not really like Facebook at all. But it might be useful for those of you who do like Facebook and want to post job listings to Facebook. I don't know how successful it'll be because that's kind of a thing that requires a huge audience and a huge uh, engagement, but it might work. We'll see. And now it is time for the Tuber Talk, Tuber Spotlight. This is the segment of the show where I promote a YouTuber that I think needs more views or they gave me free food. Uh, no one has taken me up on the offer yet, so I guess I'm just promoting them because I like their content. This week's Tuber Spotlight is Sun Baked Ketchup, a British vlogger who actually helped me out on my senior Cap Sun project, which is the mini documentary you watch later. Go ahead and check it out on my YouTube channel, The is 22, if you want to. I shouldn't self-promote myself during the Tuber Spotlight. That's just selfish. But Hannah's Sun is hilarious. I love all of her vlogs. I watch them every Monday. I'm actually a part of her notification squad, just humble brag right there. Her latest video includes the time that her Wiccan spell kind of worked, but not really. An explosion may have been involved, but it was hilarious. It was just like all of her other vlogs. She only has around 120 subscribers, which is ridiculous. She should have way more than that. At least 500. At least. Maybe more than a thousand. Maybe more than 10,000. I don't know. She just deserves way more than 120. So please go check her out. Tell her the Madness sent you or don't. Uh, Just, again, don't be creepy about it. Just just check out her stuff because she's awesome and she's hilarious and she deserves way more subs than 120. And then that is it! for this episode of Tuber Talk. What are your thoughts about the PewDiePie scandal? Do you think Keem Sar should stay in his lane? And also, do you think the mainstream media is to blame for YouTube's problems? Let me know your thoughts at either my YouTube channel, The madness 22 with two Ds, unlike my boobs. That's not very professional at all. Maybe that's why I haven't found a job yet, but gets people to remember it. You can also send me your thoughts at my Twitter, at Madness22, same thing with the Ds, or my email, madnessbusiness at gmail.com, same thing with the Ds. Really, I just want you to recognize that I do know how to spell madness problem- properly, but for my channel name, it's with two Ds, not just one D. I just want you guys to know that. Thank you for listening to my podcast, and I'll see you guys on the next episode of Tuber Talk. See ya!